listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Steve Hall is with us this morning. You can text the show on 8.12.15 or you can follow us on the Twitter at Frank on the Radio. And hey, you can email us through the Absolute Radio website. Mm. Three portals, <laughs> which gets you through. Three to portals. Domain. I wasn't so keen on that follow-up single. No, no, no. I was, it was it was big with the submarine call. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm uh, still picking dolphin off my teeth. Oh, that's dolphin. We need to talk <laughs> about dolphin. Yeah. Because these are part of, there's this new wave of pastry. This is why we got them this morning. Daisy's trying to be, she's making us trendy, isn't she? What they've done, they've started, um, they call it Frankenstein pastry, don't they? So they've started mixing popular pastry-based food stuff. Cronut. Um, I suppose you'd call it, it's it's a (laughs) mash-up. What did you call it? It's a mash-up, isn't it? Yeah. So it's it's a mix between a donut and a muffin. Yeah, cronut is half croissant, half donut. I bet Frank pronounces croissant. You know, and he does that very self-conscious French, like cliche. I love it. <laughs> Say croissant, Frank. Uh, you mean croissant? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a bit of French. If only I spoke French. Why? Well, I, I, I could do that every word. I'd move to France, and my my whole everything would be like gargling. Yeah. Hmm. I um. So this is half I'm muffin, gonna, half donut. I'm going to be straight with you. I'm not. I'm not. Um. I haven't loved the duffin. I'm going to be straight it's, with you, I feel ill. It's, it's not been popular in, in the studio, so... No. For me to leave a sugar-based treat, something's wrong. I feel a bit diabetic now. Do you? Yeah. Because well, I, I thought... Can we say there's nothing wrong with being diabetic? No. Oh, that's the official view of Absolute Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'd worry, because... I had that on a memo only this week. <laughs> the, like the Tom Hanks news. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Because calling it a Frank... I'd, I'd originally thought calling it a Frankenstein food was a bit mean. And then I've tasted the duffin, and now I understand because it's a sin against nature. I think that maybe oh. Igor got the dropped the jar with the original <laughs> filling <laughs> and brought the um, the evil man's brain filling. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking that they could have done. They could have been. Why not go savoury? Yeah. What I do you mean? Thinking, what egg and bacon in the middle? I was thinking you could you could have. I I, I like a sausage roll, but I'm going off sausage as I get older. I wonder if you could have a thing called a going sa- off sausage as <laughs> yeah. I get older. Going off sausage is the, the title actually of my new autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> um, and mine. It's a bit uh, a Tom Robinson beat me to it. <laughs> no, it's um, it's it's. I, I thought. I wonder if you could have a thing called a sausage hole. <laughs> So when you buy it, it's just the pastry casing, but you can buy various um, fillings in, like, sausage form, so you could get oh. some sweet things. Oh, so stuff. it's it's sans toad, Frank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you could say, I'll have a sausage hole, and I'll have, um, <laughs> can you get me a Montelimar um, in, instep? <laughs> Not instep, would that be the right word? What would you put into it? Like a insert. Oh. Insert. Yeah, insert. Yeah, yeah a Montelimar insert. You know, I don't yeah. know what Montelimar is, but I've seen it on it's chocolate on the, boxes. Yeah, I have. What is it? Well, it's all, all I know is it's always on level three, yeah. and I don't <laughs> often go down to level three. Well, I must say, I haven't heard. That's not what I've heard. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever had a level three chocolate box, but Montelimar, it's one of those that it... it there's a whole branch of chocolates that aren't fruit-based. They're, they're more or less fudge chocolate filling. Yeah. 
and Montelimar, I think, is one of the. But I think the cho- the uh, the sausage heart, the that's yeah, the sausage well, heart. It's half, versatile. Half the thing with these products is they they start with a pun and work backwards. That seems which yeah. It's what I don't like about these Frankenstein foods is they basically looked at things like Brangelina, or or dog breeds and the wacky names. But Duffy, they haven't done much with Duffy, have they? Well, that was the surname of Duffy from Casualty was Lisa Duffin, so I can't... <laughs> I, I, I'm biting into you it know thinking what? of Cathy Shipton. I love that you know that. I, I love... I, that's a generational thing, because I think of uh, Duffy from Please Sir. And John Alderton used to go, um, Duffy. <laughs> um, and now I've said it. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, so I'm thinking of that, the sausage hole, and uh, I maybe I'm thinking if you could mix up a prawn cracker and a pasty... Mm. And it wouldn't actually be That sounds prawn. attractive. There wouldn't be a prawn in it, but it would have a prawn element, so you could call it a prawnish pasty. <laughs> Do you know what that would play well in Birmingham, I reckon? Yeah, I'm still... If you've got any ideas for um, pastry mash-ups, <laughs> drop us a line. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I uh, I was in a, the back of a car this week. When I say that, I mean I was being driven somewhere, not like the old days. What do you mean? Well, you know, in the early days of um, meeting members of the opposite sex, the oh, back I of see. a car used to be quite a oh. quite an emporium. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> what they do is they they put um, stuff in their uh, back flaps. Um, professional drivers. <laughs> Uh, so, magazines, you know, so that, oh, so that the, the passenger can read um, stuff. Sort of magazines. You know, often things like... Um, cigar. It's just the daily papers a lot of the time. Sometimes it's the daily papers. No, you sometimes get a cigar aficionado. Very, very rarely. Especially well, with the smoking ban. Yeah. <laughs> but I was in a car this week, there was two magazines, both watch-based. Oh, one was a sort of Rolex thing, another one was like Watch of the Year. Oh, and I am um, I'm fascinated not by watches, on au contraire, mm. I'm fascinated by anyone who's interested in watches at all and cares <laughs> about what they're like. Because um, can I just say I have a lot of close friends in the international watch community. Do you really? And I'll thank you to mind what you say. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm, you know, I might first start off. Did Rolex? Did that used to be a girdle in the sixties? Was that the name of a girdle? Have I made no. that up? And I don't think they'll I'm, thank you. I'm, I'm for unfamiliar that. with with uh, even the concept of a girdle. Someone on that. Someone on that. You don't know what a girdle is. I think you're thinking of Playtex. You're William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, thinking of Playtex. I've, I've always had a strange relationship with, with watches. Anyway, for a start off, you know those ones that aren't like a leather strap; they're like a metal strap. A, a tank, do you mean? Pardon? Do you mean a tank? What do you mean? It's called a tank watch. Is it? Yeah. Oh, not okay. a metal strap. You know what I mean? It's like a solid a, metal strap. It's not like ne- the sort of thing Peter the yeah. Wild would have on his neck. I've, it's a tank. I've never heard the phrase tank. In the no. A tank watch? <laughs> no, I've never tank heard Daisy, that. have you heard of a tank watch? That, Thank you. That, that sounds like... Uh, Daisy's just, you know, she's so <laughs> frightened of you, so you say yes to anything. <laughs> tank watch sounds like some sort of kind of shoot up game. Like some arcade game from the 1980s. Yeah. Tank Watch would be like a, a live TV show, but in, like, Beirut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, it's, you know, because Badger Watch. I'm afraid all the Badgers have been killed. What about Tank Watch? <laughs> Bill Oddie. Well, we'll, give it a try. See how it, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's the head of television in Be- Beirut. I don't know where Beirut is, but I'm just, you know, yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> where is Beirut? 
Didn't you used to play baseball? I don't the know, Yankees? but that's <laughs> our texting this morning. Where is Beirut? Where's Beirut? Texting on 812.15. This happened to me once. I did an co- uh, improvised comedy uh, stand-up thing, and one of the, the things I had to improvise around was Gaza strip clubs. That was like the joke. <laughs> Mm. And it soon became apparent I had no idea where the gas was stripped Ah, geography. I hate it. I, I'm intrigued with watches because there are certain. You're intrigued with watches. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> As in the con- similarly to you, I, 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 the only watch you I've ever seen. watch. No, no. There's, there's a watch that com- you can always tell a low-level stand-up comedian, which I'm proud to be. Because they've been intimate with me. There's a. <laughs> <laughs> It's, that's the two things. You're, you're number yeah. one on the tick list, but there's a, there's a cheap vibrating watch that you can uh, buy, possibly to I'll tell, tell them when, it, when it's their turn with you. Um, I wouldn't want to, I'd only go and watch a cheap vibrator watch live on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Rabbit watch this, this week. Anyway, carry on. And, and so that's, that's about... That's there's a mix-up. Someone proposed rabbit watch and he got terrible mix-up in the paperwork. <laughs> So I think that's Sorry, the, most I, the most I've ever spent on a watch is 30 quid. And it's this vibrate that's watch. That's a lot. Can... 30 quid? <laughs> I'd that pay someone more to ask them the time. <laughs> 30 <laughs> pounds? What can you get for that? That's fine. The t- when you're buying a watch, always make sure you don't spend as much on it as you've just spent on the petrol. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the secret. No, I think the mo- I might have spent 30 quid on a watch m- tops. You see, non-watch wearers, I'm a bit suspicious of What them. I was going to say about those metal ones is because I've got very scrawny wrists. Yeah. They never, used, they never fit me. Uh, yeah, I can't yeah. have those. They hang like, you know, you well, know that's girls... That's trendy. Have you got, have we you got know thinner, when women wear their very... boyfriend's watch? Yeah, that's the... what I look like. Oh. I look boyfriend's I've watch. I've got very skinny wrists. Who's got the skinnier wrist of the two of us? This is, this is well, quality let, radio. Let, let me play something first, then we'll, then we'll match our wrists. Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it started, yeah. Who's <laughs> <laughs> got the skinniest wrist? Okay, who's got the skinniest um, <laughs> hips? And it went on from there. Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You are very lucky, man. <laughs> you've heard that said to you when you've been on holiday with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you are a very lucky man. <laughs> they say that to me when they see my wife and realise that she's way out of my league. Yeah, you're a lucky man. That happened to me in Green Park. Someone, happened, said to me, someone did that in Green Park, outside Green Park Tube. Someone did exactly that and I thought it felt like I was on a coast... Somewhere in the in the med. Mm. Oh, very unfair. Yeah, very unfair. And what well, was lots we of international types now in our country. <laughs> Indeed. Steve? Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just a minute. Just checking the manual. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so watch, watches watch, you were talking watch, about. Watch based magazines. What what do they have in them? Pictures of watches. Yeah, I didn't but, dare open Well, one. you wonder what the adverts in a watch-based magazine would be, because ordinarily the watches are the adverts in other magazines. Yeah. Frank, you so, are a non-watch... You're what, a, what, what I'll call a watch dodger. Well, I wear a and watch. Steve, well, somebody, not always. Somebody bought me a watch. This watch. This is quite a nice Let's watch, Let's have a I look think. at your watch. Let me just see. Oh. No, let me just see. You don't need to take it off. Yeah, I'm passing it over. OK. That's absolutely fine. It's absolutely right. fine. Yes, it was a gift, that one. Mm. Thank you very much. I'm wondering if... Imagine having to write an article about a watch, like a review <laughs> of a watch. Yeah, you know, the, the hands go around in the same direction. What are you going <laughs> to say about it? I was really aware of the passage of time watching this. <laughs> there was a bloke in the audience on... Uh, we're recording Room 101 at the moment. There was a bloke in the audience, and um, he wanted to put in... Um, we never got around to it through to time, but he wanted to yeah. put in... 
um, when um, when people say um, 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Why? Because it's not really true, because it isn't. Because midnight isn't really neither a.m. or p.m., it's midnight. And he sounds like midnight. a laugh. Have you got his number? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I like the sound of it, yeah. but it did strike me. The one I ate yeah. is um, when they say zero hundred hours. Oh, bit, I hate it. Yeah. Zero hundred yeah. hours. If it's zero, why even bring it up? <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. say we'll be yeah. there. I have to say, I'm not a fan of midday and midnight on the watch. I like army yeah. time. On the watch front. Oh. I don't like I don't like it when they're huddled, yeah. the hands. They look like they're when up they, to something. You don't like it when they're glenned. Do you know what I mean? They look yeah. like they're um they're up to something. Yeah. Watch hands. They only get to see each other once an hour. They've got so they've got so much to catch up on. Yeah, but I don't look... like it when one overtakes as well on the inside lane and the other looks all disappointed. Like, you you hear not... them say to each other, I wish I could quit you. <laughs> That's how much I broke back mountain again. <laughs> Yeah, he's got very passionate this morning. <laughs> I've just I had to check my watch to see if I've got a second hand. Have you? I had no idea. I have got a second hand. This is brilliant news. <laughs> I tell you what, though, guys, I don't like... I know what you're saying, but I just don't like the watch dodger as a character. Do you know what I mean? Those sort of quite irresponsible people are a bit, oh, yeah, that 20 quid, I'll pay you back later. People that don't wear watches are a bit like that. I don't know. If that, I mean, I think in the age of the mobile phone, I think you, every, don't, every you don't need one anymore. What, what that sounds like is you've segued neatly from people not <laughs> having a watch on them to someone owes you 20 quid. <laughs> and you're, you're putting who the pressure on. Who doesn't wear a watch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They know exactly who they are. Oh, they do. I had a watch. I went to that, um, what was it, was it called Body Works? That Gunter von Hagen. Oh, yes, Hagen. yes, yeah. Oh, yes. Gunter von Hagen, um, German... Plastination. Yes, he wore uh, the jaunty trilby as he loomed over the corpses. Yes, he was uh, obsessed with corpses and he wore a black hat. Mm. Um, that sounds like the beginning of a folk song. <laughs> <laughs> he was obsessed with corpses and he wore a black hat. The, the ballad, like, the ballad like of Morrison. Armin Mivers. Yeah. He killed lots of people. That was our pat. <laughs> it's a story about my Irish relative who was an ass murderer. Well, we've had a request for some stories about your father, which I'll talk to you about later. Okay. Um, but oh yeah, so I had to, I, I I bought a watch at the exhibition in the in the shop. Oh yeah, in the dead body shop. <laughs> That's nice, Frank. Yeah, the, de the dead body shop. Did you buy that as a gift for Kathy? The what? No, just for me. The watch on on the watch was a picture of a of a body holding out its own skin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who would buy that? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Have you got a mouthful are, are of Duffin? You, are you eating Duffin? I've got a mouthful of Duffin. She's our guest this morning. She's got, <laughs> got a new album out. She's a bit Catherine Jenkins for me. Is she? Duffin. I can't even remember what she looks like. Showbiz. <laughs> we've, had, we've had some strong responses on the uh, Frankenstein foods. Okay. Yeah. One, one, five, three. How about a muff nut? I think that's unconnected to the Frankenstein's food. He's just... A muff nut. Yeah, and why is it a Duffin? Why it could exactly. be a muff nut. Presumably could <laughs> muff nut... No, it's I like muff nut. <laughs> Wouldn't it oh, be a... Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> six, seven, eight. Have a mo-nut. Six, seven, eight says a brownie and a yum-yum is a brum. That's for Frank. Lovely. I don't even know what a yum-yum is, though. Oh, well. S sort of little sugary yeah. confection. Well, they're all little sugary <laughs> confections. <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> I you know when you get stuff like death by chocolate? Mm. And they're trying to express chocolate things that are so chocolatey, they're beyond chocolate. 
I don't like death by chocolate. That's the sort of thing Alan Partridge would order on a date, though. I don't like (laughs) things like that. I'll have the death by chocolate, please. I'll start with with a surf and turf. (laughs) (laughs) The death by chocolate. Have you got Chicken Maryland? (laughs) Um, But I thought you could have um, what a a, a thing that is so chocolatey it's impossible to get through it. And before you've reached the end, you've had so much chocolate you don't anymore. And here's one for the cricket fans. You could call it a chocolate declare. So oh, you have to declare nice. the oh. innings before you complete the thing. That's lovely. Yeah. If there's any um, bakers listening, <laughs> you can have that. <laughs> you can have it. It's fine. No, I don't want any money. Have it. Frank, we've had some uh, geographical information has been texted into oh, us good. from 530. Beirut is the capital of Lebanon, East Mediterranean. I've heard of Lebanon. That's Great place. Um, Emily, you would love it. Is it? Really? Google it and focus on the good bits. See, I sort of use it as a sort of a stand... It's in the comedy chair for places to get shot at. Mm. Not I anymore. It's, that that well, it's, it's, it's sort of recovering <laughs> from, yeah. the, from the 80s, I think. It's, yeah, see, I'm out of date on that. It's like... Um, my fat person is still Mrs Mills. Well, I mean, no one knows who that is. No. Yeah, but I've, I've said this before. You have to have someone in each comedy chair. You have to have a fat person, stupid person, um, sexy lady, um, country that's dangerous and stuff like that. So yeah, you yeah. can go there immediately in times of comic desperation. Mm. And I need to update Beirut. I need to find <laughs> somewhere. Sarajevo in the 90s. A lot of the comics I saw in the 90s replaced Beirut with Sarajevo. Yeah. But that's well, where, that's sh- where should I be going now with those dangerous <laughs> jokes? We should get people to text in. <laughs> no, I'd probably no. not. No, they'll just be texting dangerous places. What about a Chegzi? Pardon? What about a Chegzi? A toasty containing cheese and a fried egg? I don't think that works. Ch- ch- does, where's the. Why well, is cheddar and egg? Chegzi. Cheddar and toast. Chexy. Delicious. I don't know. That's from Moby. Moby Moby text us that, Frank. When I'm thinking that through, a little (laughs) tiny trail of blood has just come out of my my ear. (laughs) Trying to work that out. Is that a good thing? I'm a bit worried about that. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I was watching the BBC News... Okay. And there was a thing about this um, art uh, online, what do they call them? Website. Mm. <laughs> um, one of those things. And she said, and um, if you take a look on there, the, the newsreader says, she says there's uh, people like Frank Skinner and Anne Widdicombe talking about it. And I thought, no, no, oh, no, no. What you mean is there's people like Frank Skinner and then again... <laughs> You're in the same Venn diagram. We've been we've been roughly yoked together yeah. by <laughs> violence. It implies because the only things you've got in common are you're both Catholic. Well, so, I, so I don't think she Catholic? was. She, she, that. She's Catholic. Isn't she is now. Oh. So uh, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe she when the, they she's say Johnny like, come lately. Maybe they couldn't put uh, you get Catholics talking about Frank. It. You're lucky. She could have said Frank Skinner and Widdicombe that lot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> could have been That's, that lot. That would have been an anti-Catholic statement. or something <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I think she joined um, about the time of the women. Vicar oh, thing. she was one of those that yeah, that exactly. exodus. Yes, brilliant reason. On, on a religious note, we've had uh, a suggested uh, Frankenstein uh, uh, product. Hayden has, has, has suggested your own incense range, frankincense. That's a so that's a I love it as an idea. I've got sugar all over my um, lower parts now from the dolphin. 
They are they are messy. They're more difficult to eat yeah, than a normal donut. Is, you know, I walk I walk past Battersea Dogs Home on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> hate these duffin. They're more high maintenance than me. I won't be eating <laughs> these again. Uh, Lisa Yates has said there's no way Divine Miss M would put her lips near something as carb laden as a duffin. She refuses to believe you've even well eaten it at all. It was a bit like eating cyanide, but I did it. <laughs> I w- I'll be nil by mouth for two weeks now. Even I thought, as I ate it, I thought, you know, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Oh, even as I ate it. Lovely, thanks. <laughs> th- a moment on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. It's because I think you said, if you're going to eat something that's, that's bad for you, you want it to be brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. You yeah. don't want average yeah. stuff that's bad for you. I can eat g- good stuff that's good for me that tastes carbon. Never waste calories. There you are, that's this week's motto. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Now, Frank, we've had an email from Barry uh, seeking enlightenment and wisdom. The man or the island? Uh, the man. Okay. I get many the Barrys Barry. these days. No. That's well, all right. Well, Barry, Barry has made contact. Are there any other Barrys out there? <laughs> no. We don't want every Barry in Britain to text him just to say, yes, I'm called Barry. It's sort of like a Dave Gorman Barry style. Barry on! <laughs> he said, uh, hi, Frank the Cockerel and the beautiful Miss Emily. Whilst driving yesterday, I passed a guy in a moped wearing black and white check trousers, who I assume was on his way to work as a chef, which got me thinking, why do chefs wear black and white check trousers? I understand why they would wear a blue plaster if they cut their finger, so if it fell off, it would be easily spotted in the food. But I'm stumped as to why the funny trousers. What's that all about, A? What about if it, was a, what if it was a blueberry out. crumble? Yeah. <laughs> could be a nightmare. Why so, did... A bit of skin. If it was a blue plaster cake, that could be a... Well, why do they wear the check, the Harlequin vibe? I assume that it's... He might not have been. He could have been a mason. Aren't they into <laughs> blue, white, black and white check? I've been in a couple of Masonic halls. What? Yeah. I'll just throw that in, that Kalashnikov into well, the I, conversation. In, I, I used to be a burglar. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we we love the pyramid. That's our special. <laughs> no, uh, I, we, there used to be a gig in uh, Battersea, and the chain, the sort of waiting room for the for the comics, the dressing room, the waiting room. That's a bit <laughs> Was was a Masonic hall? And they go for a black and white check floor. I quite like a Masonic um, interiors. Well, ba- Barry has opened Freemason. a can of worms. Oh. We've segued. Is it a scar thing? Um, remember scar enthusiasts? Yes, there's a lot of two, <laughs> When I say tone. scar enthusiasts, I don't mean, you um, mean surgery. A I mean a chef who's been careless with his knives. I mean, that's what I mean, that kind of stuff. There'll be people dancing to that, you laugh. People dancing to that all over Britain in their pork pie hats. <laughs> You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Steve Hall. You can text us on 81215, follow us on 8... Follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the Radio, or you can email us through the Absolute Radio website. Oh, I'm messing up my housework now. Frank, I'm a chef. The reason <laughs> we wear those funny coloured trousers mm. is because it's a fashion statement. 
Oh, that's from Ben in High Wycombe. That hasn't answered the question no, that I we asked know. shortly that's before true. the news. We've had a tweet from Wag Hansen. Uh, who says maybe chefs oh. play food chess? Can I say it's not a very nice way to talk about Alan Hansen's wife? <laughs> <laughs> um, food chess? That's possible to with tiny pieces, though. Individual peas, or. Oh, no, they'd have to be different. They'd be, the peas could be the pawns. Yes. Well, you could have prawns if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> is it a stain issue with the chefs, then? Is that I, what it that's is? That's what I understood be. it to be. What do you mean a stain issue? Well, that's why they wear the Harlequin trousers, because they want to cover yeah. up the stains. They have to wear chef's whites, because that's tradition. when they're making yeah. stainish pastries. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought that's why a chef wears all white, because it, sim- it symbolises <coughs> They don't wear all white, no, do they? They wear check trousers. They wear but, all uh, sorry, the head chef. Sorry, the, I think the head chef is ordinarily... Maybe in. they used to wear all white, and the, they wear check trousers now, so you could tell, say, if one of them was upside down in the kitchen. Do you think Gordon Ramsay wears <laughs> tra- check trousers? I hope not. Why? I don't know. No, he's too good for that now, isn't he? He's, he's, <laughs> too good for that. I, I think he's gone above the demi. Has he? <laughs> oh, yeah. There are certain chef's traditions. I think like, I think the idea is... Does Demi she- Moore wear check trousers? <laughs> <laughs> That's this week's texting. <laughs> um, I think with a chef's hat, I think the idea of... The chef's hat with all the little pleats and sort of knots in it, I think there's a tradition that... It's meant to symbolise... I think it's meant to have a hundred knots, knots in it. Knots. What knots? What are you talking it's about? It's in, in the chef's tock, those little folds. He's yeah. just making up words um, now. Yeah. And it's meant <laughs> to symbolise... Chef's near, tock? Near the briel. <laughs> <laughs> you know the briel at the top of a chef? Next to the nuncow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, like meant, writers for Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> it's meant to symbolise the hundred different ways it's possible to cook an egg. And I don't know a hundred ways to cook an egg. Is that, that's, is that, that true? Is have, you, have you Googled this? Uh, some eight, eight, no, ages ago I googled it in a, in a, for a separate thing. Stephenopedia, we can't keep up with your knowledge. I thought it represented uh, the nuclear age. <laughs> Doesn't it not look like uh, the, the mushroom cloud the chefs have? No, and this is the oldest conversation I've ever been misfortunate Maybe that's around. just similar to how a chef <laughs> might lose his temper. He might go off like a mushroom crowd. Oh, Pearlies! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fine. That's my new catchphrase. <laughs> I've got something mind. I have to share with you. Okay. I'm really hoping it's a, <laughs> a Twix. <laughs> it's from 546. Okay. Do you remember you boys were talking about an event, a certain event at the BFI last week? Uh, Doctor Who? Yes. Steve didn't go and I, I went late. You were late, weren't you? It, they, they showed the, um, the, the TV movie, which is the featured the eighth Doctor, who is uh, played by Paul McGann. Right. You were spotted, Frank. 546 has emailed us. Before you get on to the missing episodes, yay. It's a bit presumptuous. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a quick note that there was an audible sigh of disappointment when it was announced that Frank wasn't at the BFI for the beginning of the TV movie last week. I can't believe that. When he came in... <laughs> no, listen to this, my friend. When he came in, there was a clamour of excitement. The it man, was not a clamour. <laughs> the man next to me turned to his friend and said, he's here, he's here. <laughs> I do not believe that. That's a quote from John the Baptist. <laughs> I'll be honest, I looked round a few times to see if you'd got there yet as well. I, well, I did, I did get there. I got there for the end of the film and for the... Um, there was a panel with um, with the stars of the film and stuff. Mm. It was quite an extensive... Quite a lot fine. of the pictures I've seen, there were quite a lot of people on the stage. It was Three. 
Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's how many friends I've got that I well, consider three, that. Uh, three and the interviewer, so four, I suppose, to be fair. I, I don't know if I'd call that a lot. I live in a cupboard under the stairs. The Beatles, that was a lot of people, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, I mean, how did they get a van big enough for all those Beatles? <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Oh, yeah, so, we're talking. So the, the enormous crowd of people on the stage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there was, an, there was an earlier panel that I missed, so maybe that was particularly crowded. Because mm. obviously we talked about it last week, and, and we mentioned uh, Toby Haydoke's name, and I think mm. I even mentioned missing episodes. I think we, we discussed it on air. And then, hey, presto, no sooner do we talk about it, can I just say I'm so happy you've said hey, presto. <laughs> I'm so happy you said Toby Haydoke or whatever his name is. Well, he got name checked last week as well. He's well, all over this show like a rat. Yeah. Well, that was the great thing was that when... So, obviously, if, if people haven't heard, they've discovered If people released. haven't heard, I, I cracked out the verb Clico the minute I heard. <laughs> they've discovered and released nine previously missing Doctor Who episodes, bringing the total missing down from 106 to 97. They're all trout, and it's a, a genuinely exciting and beautiful thing. Mm. Mm. Just, I agree. Just in time for the 50th anniversary. And to- Toby. In fact, I had a look at the computer uh, last night and. Uh, <laughs> I had a look at the computer. <laughs> Can you believe this? Second Doctor, Patrick Troughton, <laughs> is at uh, top of the iTunes charts. Brilliant. Oh, oh, that's absolutely I love Go on, get him! <laughs> <laughs> As they say. David Blunt. What's that bloke shirt once and. Uh, I think we were at something like the Sony's and somebody won an award and somebody shouted, Back of the net! (laughs) (laughs) Because obviously the the fact that the episodes were... It's one of the greatest acts of cultural barbarism in in, in British cultural history in the last 50 years. (laughs) Yes, it's worse in many ways. Oh, goodness. Uh, Oh, what, you mean that they wiped over all the old BBC stuff? Yeah, and obviously not just Who, but the fact that there's loads of Peter Cook missing, there's there's Dad's Army missing. There's some of me, actually, you'll find... (laughs) Really? Is yes. that, are, you, are you missing? Are you, will I'm, you be discovered in a, on a shelf in Nigeria somewhere? No, it's all right, because um, my godmother, Lindsay DePaul, uh, was an early adopter of the video. Oh, so lovely. she taped everything I was in. That's thank but God did, for that. G- genuinely. Did <laughs> Her and Bob Monkhouse, the yeah. only people in Britain <laughs> yeah. with a video recorder. It took what? a while to load. Because uh, Monkhouse is, is responsible for saving a lot of stuff. Mm. There was oh. stuff that was completely lost. Yes. There's old, old episodes of The Golden Shot. That uh, only after they looked into his estate that they were rescued. They were thought lost forever. Hand, hands off that dial. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frank, we've had a tweet in from David Blondell who actually oh, says. Oh, I thought going to say David Blonkett. <laughs> <laughs> it says. No, no, I went to the joke. Carry on. Doctor Who episode. Well, he said Doctor Who episode. It episodes. says Ralph, 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 <laughs> Ralph, Ralph, and furthermore. <laughs> Go on. Doctor Who episodes turn up in Nigeria. It's Troughton too. I wonder if any of M's family are in them. Well, it's funny you should say that. Well, I think I am the only person alive that probably connects Nigeria and Doctor Who. Because let's face it, most of my parents' friends were in Doctor Who Mm. at some stage or another. They'll be pleased about the royalty checks, (laughs) won't they? They won't believe their luck. Um, And uh, one of my five grandfathers was Nigerian. Yes. So something could have happened. It was a dodgy character by Olalea. When they said that they'd found some new episodes, I saw the internet and they said that they're in Nigeria. I thought, hold on. Is this (laughs) an email from someone who says, I've got some doctor, send cash. (laughs) And uh, I'll send them return of post. But no, happily. (laughs) I I haven't told you. I've been been sitting watching them through the night. Fantastic. (laughs) Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner.
on Absolute Radio. So we, we talked last week, Frank, off air about uh, about, the, about the mission. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We talked. Yeah, we talked, we like talked surprise Mr. Skinner. People use my name, <laughs> Mr. Skinner. We no, talked no, about no, it. no, no. Please. Uh, and we discussed. Uh, I was saying because I'd heard the rumours, and you were saying that you'd heard the rumours so many times. I didn't believe it anymore. That you didn't believe it anymore, and so and, and it's amazing because th- these were found in Nigeria. It's an incredibly romantic story, that, uh, as my levels of romance go. That the fact that he's actually put boots on the ground and he's he's trekked all over the place, and so he's gone to these dusty old towns and found it. It's, it's, Who's it's, put boots on the ground? The, the fellow who found it, Philip Morris. Oh, uh, oh, international uh, cigarette promoter. Yes. Is that right? I don't think it's him. Anyway, I, I downloaded them and and uh, I started. I, I started watching. I was familiar with. I'm not going to go too much detail here. Don't panic. But um, there was um, <laughs> Enemy of the World, which is. Um, Can I say the, is that the one with the man in the yeti costume? <laughs> No, that's uh, that's weather fear. Although that, though, can I say? It's like me in a onesie. <laughs> can I say there is a, there is a great gag, a gag that made me laugh out loud in mm. um, in Enemy of the World because I'm not. I've only ever seen one episode of Enemy of the World. That's all I know. And there's a bit where it's like a bat ref, um, but they're they're on the phone and they say, "Okay, so we'll we'll meet you under the disused yeti, uh, disused jetty on the beach." And the doctor says, disuse Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it really made me laugh. I didn't know they did material in Doctor Who. Well, I think, um, I think he, sn- he snuck the odd bit in, yeah. uh, Patrick Trout. Well, he, he's, I, I was there when they showed, when they discovered the Underwater <coughs> Menace episode about two years ago. Yeah, you and were there. What in that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah was, in a dusty. hiding. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and, and it's amazing how he reminded me so much of Matt Smith. The, the connections. It was really a lovely thing to see. Anyway, we, we, shouldn't get, doing, we shouldn't get I'm, too deep into do the... Do you know what I'm doing now? I'm doodling. Oh, I've no, never done that on this need, show. We need to stop now. It's too much Doctor Who. Can I say, though, it, this, 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 one last thing. I, so I started, oh, watch, God. I started watching Enemy of the World. It's set in 2018, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it begins with the mid chase by three men in a hovercraft. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I one, love it. One of the things I love with this, my mate who who is more connected to the to the uh, to the gossip was saying that of the countries left where there might be, he got his finger on the pulse. He does have his finger on the pulse. <laughs> hot gossip. That, um, his friend, that did he say his friends in hot gossip? <laughs> yeah, he loves Doctor Who and and hot gossip. They're, they're the things he loves. He, he was saying that um, it's the countries that we now have tricky in, international relationships with. They're the places that might still have hope. Because we haven't, so we haven't probably been in contact with Zimbabwean TV archives or Iranian TV. Oh, archives like Nigeria for a long How time. How dare you? My some of my family are from there. Well, that's what I mean. That Nigeria is. Well, we, that's we're on relatively friendly terms. Yeah. So that's but not this a, is why it's very important that um, all Doctor Who fans download these episodes because if the BBC realise there's enormous money to be made, absolutely, mm. yeah, then uh, then probably right. David Cameron will make peace with yeah. countries who, are, in fact, have a terrible um, civil rights record, just so we can get at these yeah, days. Because yeah. <laughs> was your sitcom was Blue Heaven. In one of your books, you mentioned one of my sitcoms. But wasn't that in one of your books you talk about like not seeing that for years and then someone having it on video? Yes, but that could happen in those days. But now everything's everywhere. As I've said earlier before, I miss missing stuff. Mm. We'll come back to this. We stop talking about Doctor Who. (laughs) We'll come back to this. I'm I'm warning you. (laughs) You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. 
So we were talking about missing episodes. I'm going to carry on. We I'm going to keep... We're talking... <laughs> Are you going to carry on talking about uh, Doctor Who by any chance? No. Not Doctor Who. Because no, it, it's, with... like we said, it's not just Who that's gone missing. So it's oh. almost... Uh, this Who's is... gone missing? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Disused Yeti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's a great joke. Really <laughs> Meet under a disused Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> Best I joke I've ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> Patrick Troughton with a page boy haircut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but in this one, he, he plays two characters. Oh, has he got the Henry V then? He so, likes so he has the Henry V, hair. and then when he plays Salamander, the Henry of the World, he just combs it to one side <laughs> and puts on a bit of. I mean, bored. He darkens himself, but only to like Mexican standards, not because he, he did that. You know, originally when he not played, his plan was to um, wear a turban and black up for Doctor Who. That was his initial idea, so that he didn't, so he could get other roles afterwards. He wouldn't be Is reckoned. That right? Wow! Now, if there'd been a Doctor Who that had blacked up, I think the whole fifty-year anniversary would be in, in, <laughs> very, in danger. People would look that with such yeah. nostalgia. So, thank God he was talked out. Missing believe burnt rather than missing yeah. believe white. Oh yes. Missing Believe Wiped. That's the, that is the project that they call. So it's been running for twenty years. Missing Believe Wiped sound like a, well, you know when you get those like Japanese translations of England fra- of English phrases. <laughs> yeah. Missing Believe Wiped sounds like a, a, my dog's got no nose. <laughs> Translated into Japanese. That's a lot cleaner than anyone thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was relieved. Relax. <laughs> Just trust me. We have breakfast tele- breakfast radio or breakfast television. Breakfast you know, telly. pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> he it's, thinks he's still on television. It's no GMT. It's no last days of GMTV. Oh, it's like whatever happened to Baby Jane when she thinks she's still a star. <laughs> Sorry, carry on, on Steve. Because well, I presume you must know some of these because you're a regular at the British Film Institute. So, so the, the missing believe white people, Mr. Dick Fiddy. Oh, I know Dick, a, Dick very well. So absolutely... who are these people? You can't just see the missing believe white people, Mr. Well, they're, Dick they're basically... That sounds like Esperanto. <laughs> I don't understand one they word are, of that. They are pioneering souls attempting to find... Can I the... say I've just pulled some chewing gum <laughs> off the bottom of my shirt? <laughs> Anybody <laughs> want some? Frank, it's, why is it black chewing gum? Well, I've been walking around quite oh. a lot. <laughs> why were you looking under your shoe I, just then? Was I supposed to limp to keep it clean? <laughs> why were you looking under your shoe well, whilst he was talking about the missing believe white it's, uh, it's no more than my words deserve, in all honesty. <laughs> oh, no, I've got this cor- corrupted left hand now. It's got, uh, it's got chew, chewing... Sh- I'm going to call it shoeing gum. That's nice, the new, new Frankenstein for, for chewing gum that you find on your was such an odd decision you made there. You know what, I'd much rather be doing this show than listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on, Steve. Carry on, uh, Steve. What a rubbish <laughs> film that would have been. Terrible. <laughs> Worse Barbara even than Windsor, Carrie on Columbus. Barbara Windsor in a, in a caravan being spoken to about old films at length. <laughs> By a man with a very monotonous voice. <laughs> There's a man in Enemy of the World, actually, who really um, reminds me of you when you've got your glasses on. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Is it David Baddiel? He's, uh, <laughs> he's treated very awfully, but he gets to wear a black sort of PVC suit. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, Steve, <laughs> what's next? Uh, well, I can, I can keep it entertaining. Uh, okay. That's the... Uh, uh, so, yeah, I saw this wonder... I've had a lovely week. I saw the Missing Believe White. My favourite thing that I saw in that was the opening night of BBC Two. Uh, which had been lost. Yeah, my yes. dad's on that. Is he? Yeah, what is he? What is he doing? Oh, I don't know, some middle-class thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was BBC too. I don't know if any working-class That's actually how happened. they announce it. They go now over to some <laughs> middle-class thing. <laughs> 
or as we call it, BBC Two. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one. Of, it's one of the more politically incorrect things I've ever seen. It's on. It's on uh, YouTube. You want to tell us? About I'm not going <laughs> to. It's on YouTube. And it's just. It's an astonishing thing that less than fifty years. Quite how it, it's unbelievable. That there's a the first news story they announce is is not fit for broadcast in this in this uh, arena. Mm. But it's on YouTube and people can watch it. Should they be so forewarned? Uh, but the other thing I saw was, and it, when they first showed this. There was a puppeteer who was 93 who hadn't seen the thing that he'd made with his puppets in kind of 50 or 60 years. Mm. And it's these lovely old kids' things that he'd done uh, and, and a song called Watch the Donut, Not the Hole. It's a yeah. lovely little kind of maxim That's for life. A, that is a good maxim As you for walk life. through life, make this your goal, watch the donut, not the hole. Well, you could say it was an argue for, argument for materialism. I say watch uh, the duffin, anyway. Watch yeah. the, yes. I've been watching the hole for years. <laughs> Anyway, carry on. And it was it was just a beautiful thing to see a ninety three year old man standing up and taking uh, cr- credit for something that he ha- he, ha- he himself hadn't seen in half a century. That mm. is beautiful. Mm. Moving on, <laughs> <laughs> and then I went for a walk with him. Well, well that's now, hardly uh, moving on, is it? Well, at least we're back in the twenty first century. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we went for a little walk, Frank, me and Steve. Did you? Well. I I went for a walk. Love is in the air. And then... Every sound, every sound. No! Steve had a 115, and (laughs) that's how I talk in my world. Oh, okay. Steve had a 115, and I sort of forced him to come with me. This was after the show, wasn't it, last week? Okay. And I kept being so entertaining that he had to... He was compelled. It was great. We set the world to rights. Well, I was going to swap, you know, uh, the my iPhone screen had smashed, so I was going to get a replacement, and I went into a shop and I made Steve come with me as a sort of Baldrick figure, he was my assistant. Yeah. And then we went into one shop and the man was so horrible, I walked out, didn't I? But you're a tough, you're a tough cookie. I was a negotiator. I was impressed with her negotiation skills. I walked in, you negotiated? I walked into the next shop, I said, I want you to change my iPhone screen, I've chosen you, you're the nicest. I said, I've chosen you. The other man was so hateful, but he was cheaper. So can you do me the same price as the hateful man? He said yes. <laughs> that's that's very good. Yeah, it was, I was very impressed. You got you got a, you got a bargain. That final bloke was lovely. I got ten pounds off. I tried to talk to them about missing episodes. They asked me to leave the <laughs> shop. <laughs> got a bit awkward. Yeah, you're like the ancient mariner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, well, what was, how nasty was the nasty bloke? It was real. There was an uh, there was a real air of misogyny to it. There was a real sort of gave her a kind of very horrible look. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, it was a menacing environment, but we went into well, another a phone shop. Yeah, he was horrible, the man. We went into another shop, didn't we, Steve? Well, that was that was what I love. You went into the well. You went into before that final shop we went to. Uh, the second shop, the second phone shop we went into, <laughs> oh. was literally next door to the first shop. And you and you said to them in the second shop, "That bloke next door is absolutely horrible. <laughs> I hate him. He treated me really badly. Can you do me a better price?" <laughs> and that's good. You introduced that classic era competition. Yeah. <laughs> Not only in price, but in personality. Yeah. That's always that's a good thing. Oh yeah. I but, did that with the cheeky girls when I went. <laughs> More or less exactly the same thing. <laughs> but we, we then walked into the strangest shop I think I've been in in a long time. Hold that bookmark there. Mm. I'm going to play some music. I'm very keen to know what <laughs> how such a shop could win a title <laughs> like that. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So we were in this shop. Yeah. It was the strangest shop I've been to. It was essentially a in- knick-knack shop. Oh. We should say, I would say it was the size of the ground floor of a department store. It was wow. massive. It was huge. Wow. But all it sold was faux dog poo. Yeah. <laughs> and there was, there's only one, it was one of those ones where there's only one way through it. So you yeah. can't, you can't okay. leave easy. You have to sort of do the whole, it was, it was essentially like the Poundland on acid. 
That was what it felt like. It was knickknacks and trinkets and nothing that you'd ever Furry need. Paper clips. Did Fur- you buy anything? An oven glove shaped as a goat. Penguin beanies. <laughs> I... Some nutmeg. We found a whole after a row there was <laughs> some staplers, uh, some <laughs> fake dog poo, and then a rack of spices. Next to the faux dog poo, three consistencies. There was um, giant seeds packets as well. Yeah, cardamom. <laughs> But what like was that. odd about the shop, Frank? There was something. Well, hold on a minute. Often oh. glove shaped as a goat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds all right. And we did nearly buy something. What? Uh, yeah, egg timer cupcake well, shaped as a cupcake. The, the onesie. You say we nearly bought something. What happened is, I think there's a drugging agent in the atmosphere in the shop. <laughs> I went a bit weird. That's right. There were people queuing up to buy all this terrible stuff. I suddenly said to Steve, I'm not joking. I said, I need to get that. I'm going to buy that. It was a onesie. A dinosaur onesie in XXL. Mm. I was going to buy it, wasn't I? You, you, were, had, you had to it was, stop me. It was uh, to the point where I was thinking, Noel, no, it was some re- <laughs> remake of Noel's house party, and Emily was about to be gotchered. <laughs> right. But they'd, they'd appear to create this shop out that of nothing. That can happen. Me and David Badil, when we lived together, used to sit up watching these infomercials into the early hours, people selling things like fish bait. And we used to sit just laughing and, and making jokes about taking the mickey and about. An hour and 40 minutes in, we'd always say, actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> look, at, look, at, look how it's removed that paint from that surface without, <laughs> without any evil smells. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, those shops can draw you yeah. in, definitely. Well, it, it was the sort of, we, had, we felt fairly out of it, the whole process of walking through. Oh, yeah. to, <laughs> uh, uh, to the point uh, that when, when I, I, I was looking for it the other day, I, went, I couldn't find it again. I was, it was that sort of shop where you think you'll ask someone where it is and they'll say there hasn't been a shop like that for 100 years. It's, yeah. called, it ta- like, it's called Tiger. Well, it has 21 branches. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I don't want any of the Hold merchandise. On. I'm just going to go in before Steve plugs each individual branch. <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Steve Hall. You can text us on 8 12 Dean, follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the Absolute Radio website. Mm. That was a bit like terms and conditions at the end of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I say one more Doctor Who thing? This is what? not te- lo- not you, technical. Have you lost your mind? Not technical, but just something I remembered is that one of these sh- shows has been found. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's called The Web of Fear. Well, I listened to The Web of Fear, the audio of it, oh. and... Um, Someone was staring at me in the street. Uh, I mean, really staring. And I, and you know, obviously, people staring at me at the street. I'm a borderline national treasure, but I mean, yeah. not in a good way. And I realised because you, they, they just have the episodes back to back. I was, um, I was humming along with the um, theme tune, and I think you can probably get away with them. <laughs> that could be Qatar, but I yeah. was on the. <laughs> and I was doing it out loud. I was doing it out loud in the street. I'm so embarrassed. Okay. I, I, not no, a, you can be I proud think, of that. No. You've got to just be who you are. Ooh. No, no, you, you can't. Don't. Just be who you my, are. That's my, the worst advice I've ever heard in my life. That. Never, children, never be who you are. Thank you, that's lovely. I think you should j- jazz hands it as you do the, the Who theme tune in the street. No, but, you know, people... People are very unforgiving, I find, in the street. They become afraid. What? If you're wandering down the street going, ooh. <laughs> so, for some reason, they find that um, alarming. It's actually alarming. He's, he's taken that anyway. Catholicism too seriously. He thinks he's an angel. <laughs> is, that, is that not noise angels make? <laughs> okay, come on. 
Yeah. But, well, don't say come on, it's you that's going on about who every no, I just minute. Said, I just thought of it, you okay. know, just remembered. Um, you know what we haven't talked about this morning? Can we get on to my area, please? Uh, Which is more elderly actors. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to talk <laughs> I'm about... I'm trying to think of things that we hadn't uh, talked about. <laughs> El- elderly actors? Can we talk I about... I that was your area. No, it is my area. Um, and I'd like to talk about... Sounds like a grey area. <laughs> <laughs> Sir David Jason. Ah, oh, Sir David Jason. Because... Is uh, I believe so. Is it? Yeah. Good. SDJ. I believe... Excellent. There was a bit of an issue with his autobiography, which is called My Life. Is that what he called it? Yeah, he called it My Life. My Life. I'm a bit... I'd like to have been at the... uh, When they workshop that title. (laughs) (laughs) He he had so many at his disposal with the boy in there. Yeah. There's about a boy, there's mad about the boy. He could have called it Del or No Del. Oh, fine. That's good. Lovely. If anyone's got any um, ideas for... uh, for When the paperback's out, they can change the title. What can he do with Jason? Jason and the Argonauts? If anyone's got any ideas for a a better title for David Jason's autobiography, do let us know. Yeah. I mean, that is... Yeah, but... So you know what happened? 40 pages of my life was printed in the Bridget Jones book, which was out this week. As if Bridget Jones isn't enough of a national treasure without, <laughs> without having to <laughs> secrete another national That's treasure. That's distilled essence of Britain. I mean, David Jason is as popular as anyone has ever been in Britain. Yeah. If you, could, you, you got, say, Shakespeare, Nelson, Winston Churchill. <laughs> he's, he's more popular than all, all of those people. But he's more popular than Sam Fox. In the British <laughs> sensibility. Basing all your knowledge on 1982. <laughs> Don't you find that when somebody's that popular with the British public, you do lose a little bit of respect for them? <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. About uh, Sir David Jason and yes. his rather lame autobiography title, My, yes. My Life. We've had some suggestions through. 295. That's um, A.K.A. Kate and Bexley. A better title would be Del Boy to Man. Del Boy to Man, yes. 663 to Del and Back. Yes, that's I good. like that. I like that. Um, yes. Thank you oh, for well, your they're, they're both better than my life. Yeah. Come on, Sir David. <laughs> See, if these people haven't got a script, they're nothing. Next. So I'm wondering, given that they've misprinted the uh, the Bridget Jones thing, does that make it a collector's item? Will people be? Keen yes, it does. To, they'll sort of be, mm. or, or possibly they won't notice the difference. They'll just be reading through and going, "Oh, Mr. Darcy's died," and then she's doing the voice of Danger Mouse. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it is probably. Uh, it's a good test to see if they get that far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. You know, you're aware of the fact the brief history of time ends on page fifty, where it's just <laughs> blank pages after that. No one's ever discovered it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 I liked it, though. I, I like the idea of, of as mess-ups go. Mm. It's, it's good. Is it a mess-up, or was it a big oh, publicity stuff? Have you, have, you have you met Sir David Jason? Have you ever interviewed him? What, what are you getting at? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't met Sir David Jason. And, or have you ever met Helen Steve's Fielding? Steve's so going to say met, he's met him. I have met Helen Fielding. She's very lovely, I must she's say. She's nice, isn't she? Yeah, she's great. Have you met Sir David Jason? No, no, I'm just, I'm asking... As Next you, week. Oh, come on, because you're asking that in a real kind of fact. Obviously you have. And you're, trying to, you're just trying to make us look small. And then you're going to say, well, actually, Sir David Jason is my godfather. This is, you've worked in showbiz for too long. Okay. <laughs> That's, a lot that's... of people say that. <laughs> Next week, that's on... a great heckle. Have you met Sir David Jason? <laughs> You've worked in showbiz too long. Oh, sorry. 
I'm asking this from a genuine. You've you've given you've been around. You know the people you've met. You've been around. The stories you've got. You've been around the block a few times. Yes. So what was? But when, there was no need to stop at every house. <laughs> did, <laughs> did you interview Helen Fielding, or did you? Or you did you? Just no, I went to Africa with uh, Helen Fielding. I already knew her by that stage. She has a very a bit um, of a strange first day. She has one of those smiles. You know, some people smile, and you you, you want to smile with them. Yeah, oh, that's lovely. She has one of those smiles. She, she, she's lovely. Okay. So David Jason might be lovely. He might be a total nightmare. I have no idea. I've never <laughs> met him. So then they're bringing back Open All Hours. This is the other David Jason. Oh, news. God. That's my worst show oh, ever. Never go back. Never go back. That's the secret. I mean, look at... Um, What's the worst ever piece of going back? Showbiz going back. <laughs> to me, was Bat Out of Hell 2. <laughs> How do you do that? How do you have an album that's like a sequel? Yeah. That's rubbish. It was how many years later? Oh, I don't know. It was over is, a decade. It's just another album, but we'll call it that because that album sold a load, and so people are buying that like it's the other half of that <laughs> album. That is. Why doesn't he call it Open All Hours 2 and just admit <laughs> That that's open all hours plus some more hours. I can't <laughs> wait to see people buying seeds and hammers. <laughs> Sickles and hammers, that's what I yearn for. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Hated that tank top that Sir David Jason wore as well. He wasn't a sir back then. He wore the same costume every week. Yeah, well, people did wear the same clothes every day <laughs> in the 70s. They did. What? Did they? I always wore the same. People did. I used to, I've said this before. People would say, you know, you know, he meets the guy with wears the corduroy, brown corduroy <laughs> bomber jacket. Is that how you identified people? Yeah. Through the one outfit? Yeah. We all had, like, you know, honestly, you could have got my... Wa- you know the people talk about packing and the problem? I could have yeah. put all my clothes in a suitcase easily. <laughs> I'd just take everything if, I, if I'd ever gone on holiday. Was, that, you, was that what you hated about Open All Hours was the fashion? <laughs> no. Well, that was one element. You I didn't, didn't hate it, did I, you? I didn't hate it. I despised it. I loved it. Oh, I hated that trumpet at the beginning, and then put. Uh, oh. na, 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 na. <laughs> I believe it was called Alice. Where art thou? The oh, see, show. that sums up why I hate it. Mm. And then I didn't like. And then it was people arranging all horrible shop hardware things in a horrible street. I couldn't bear it. Sorry, okay. Frank. It was one of the great working class sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> Could that be it? Oh, I loved it. Did it, so give, the did, it give you the, did it give you the fear? Was yeah, that, that... It, it did, actually. The, but the new version will be like... Do you remember in the, the, the Batman TV series, they used to climb up the outside of buildings and they'd pass major celebrities looking out the window? It'd be like oh, Sammy Davis they? Jr. looking oh. out the window when they went past. They'd have a little chat with him and then carry on climbing. <laughs> they could do that. They could have celebrities coming into the shop to make it up to date. I don't know you could, if you get people travelling there. Yeah, you know, Naomi Campbell comes in for, uh, <laughs> for some scouring pads or Four something. Four candles. Yeah. Oh. Any any sitcom where there's regional pensioners, I don't really like, I'm afraid. Mm, OK. Right. That's, that's, that's a pretty good rule of thought. So, so, uh, Last of the Summer yeah. Wine is not ranking highly. <laughs> but is it, is it, do, you, do you find them not funny? Or do you... I find them so depressing that I can't get past that depression. So I can't ble- get so into the bleakness. Them. Yeah, the bleakness I don't like. Sorry. Oh, I see, I look, that's my favourite bit. <laughs> well, the bleakness is your yeah. favourite bit. Because um, I don't want to uh, play my class war card, but uh, like, things like the good life and that. I used to oh, think, I, love well, I don't that. know anybody like this. I mean, I do now, obviously, but at the time, like step toe and stuff, it was like. 
you know, they were like Mr. Weston yeah, yeah. next door. That, you see, that reminds me, when you say I don't know anybody like this, that reminds me of when I said, when your parents had dinner parties and you looked a bit horrified. <laughs> when you said to me, everyone, at least everyone has got a contact with show business, you said to me, your dad must have at least said, no, no a journalist. <laughs> no! <laughs> and yeah, my dad. Yeah, I've been talking to this journalist in the pub. We had a question earlier for stories about your dad. You we have did. to do one a week now, so you need to think of one. <laughs> we did. I've got to be, think one for, for which the whole family can't be arrested, though, <laughs> retrospectively. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. I've had a, uh, I had a lovely thing arrive when I got in this morning from Carol Ann in Tasmania. Oh. But she's with Sheila's wheels. <laughs> <laughs> um, she sent me, uh, she says, I'm a long-time reader who enjoys the podcast each week whilst walking Molly, my greyhound. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she sent me a, a container, which is, um, what it is, as she describes it, it's a useful decanter for pickled onions. It has oh. an, a nifty little inner crate. So what it's got inside it is a slightly, slightly smaller container. Well, obviously, it would have to be if it was inside it. Mm. Uh, but it's got lots of holes in it, so you, you can lift it up. The, the onions come with oh. it and leave the vinegar behind, and then Fantastic. you can re, re immerse them afterwards. Why would you want to yeah. lift up the onions, for goodness sake? Well, you get to my age, you find yourself <laughs> lifting up your onions more and more often. <laughs> No, I just say so you can take them out without, you know, spilling. This, this sounds like the sort of thing that would have been on sale in the shop we went into. <laughs> yeah. She also tell. Well, thank you though for that, Carol Anne. And uh, is her name Carol Anne or is it named Carol Anne? Anne is her surname. Oh, that's a funny well, surname. Yeah. Well, you know, it could be like an Anzac. Yeah. Um, she also uh, told me in, in this about a marketing campaign for a supermarket chain called Coles, in which all their prices were down and they had status quo singing down down <laughs> with big foam hands on with the fingers <laughs> pointing downwards <laughs> it sounds great because on one thing it re at one level it represents the prices in in coals going down mm. but there must have been something in 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 quo's eyes when they saw it that it also represents them going down yeah. as it were <laughs> Yeah, the contribution to culture. Down, down, mm. deeper and down. <laughs> I'd like to see it, though. It must be on everything's on YouTube. Is this, have you mentioned... You've mentioned pickled onions before, haven't you? Is this... Well, you've been sent to pickle... What is, what is this? <laughs> yeah, sent to pickle strainer. Don't, don't grill me. I wouldn't grill you over onions. OK. <laughs> I wouldn't grill your onions. But is there, are there any other items you would like viewers, readers to send you? No, I don't normally... I never I never didn't beg for this. I just said I, I struggle more and more to get an onion out of a jar nowadays. Mm. I don't think... Find it hard. Struggle no longer, brilliant. I, I think there's health and safety forks aren't as sharp as they used to be. No. They mm. don't trust you like they used to. That's what my one of my uh, great-grandmothers said when she shoplifted. So they don't trust you in this shop like they used to. <laughs> no, I wonder why that is. <laughs> but anyway, that's a lovely thing from uh, from Carol Ann. Mm. What else? Uh, we've had an email, uh, Frank, from Gavin in York. Oh, uh, yeah. Back to email corner briefly. Mm. He says, hello, breakfast team. Uh, Frank's weekly item, the thick of it, is fast becoming one of my favourite updates on breakfast radio. Oh, this is about oh, Robin yeah. Thick. Yeah, Indeed. Robin Thick. He says, what better way to enjoy it than to contribute, if possible? Last week, you revealed, or a few weeks ago, in fact, now, that you revealed that Robin's wife, Paula Patton, actually suggested... Paula Potterpon, I call her. <laughs> <laughs> hey? 
Very I nice. say Paula, put upon. <laughs> Hear what I said? Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, we heard you. Uh, Paula put upon uh, <laughs> actually suggested to him that a photo shoot with five naked women would be a good idea. Mm. Thick naturally jumped at the opportunity in good faith that his wife was fine with the arrangement. Yeah, right. However, in an interview with Paula about her upcoming film with Denzel Washington, right. she revealed that she asked the director if she could do a scene fully nude despite it not being in the script. I love that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Couldn't get a bit of nudity into this. <laughs> with Denzel. Yeah. Says, uh, is she punishing her husband for not originally saying no when scantily clad women were on offer? Whatever the situation, I give them six months. <laughs> he says this game of yeah. I think the argument that, that I've seen before it, when women appear, famous women appear naked in things or do naked mm. photo shoots, is well, you know, I, I'm in great shape at the moment. I want to capture this for mm. when I'm older. The way when people, it's the reverse of when people take photos of their house before <laughs> refurbishment, <laughs> so they can remember what it was like when it was in ruins. I was going to say before restoration, but of course the people didn't have cameras before the restoration. No, it's true. <laughs> okay, um, we'll, we will continue with this because I, I can talk thick till the cows come home. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. And James has texted to say, Hi Frank, I'm listening to you in Australia and it gets better with status quo. They've changed the words in down, down to down, down, prices are down <laughs> with the red hands. Oh, oh I, 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 I want to see that now. It must be on the yeah. YouTube. Have you, have you seen the trailer for their film? Bulla Quo. No. They've, uh, Status Quo have done a film. It's a thriller, I think set in Fiji, mm. in which they get into some crime cases. Are you sure it wasn't recently? a dream that you had? It's a true thing. I promise you this exists. That's a dream. It was. I think it's had a cinema release, and it was universally uh, derided. Did you see this as a night call? Should have been wiped and missing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Quo. Frank, it's time to return briefly to Email Corner. Mm. We're going to hear from someone I'm going to call Mr X. Lovely. And shortly you'll and find out... you've got out... a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm treating this one with rather more respect, though. Okay. Hiya, Frank M, Alan slash Steve. Delete is appropriate. Thanks for the show. Oh, a bit of washing up there, Steve. <laughs> uh, sorry, Archer's sound effects. <laughs> but it has subjected me to the most bizarre feeling of unease. I happily listen to your show, going to and leaving work. It gives me a giggle on my way. Sorry, a bit crazy. So consider my horror to hear that someone whom I work with has emailed in to say they love the show too. Oh, lovely. Bearing in mind that I hate almost everyone I work with, <laughs> what should I do? Tell me about it. To discreetly flush out this mystery person with impeccable taste such as myself. Lots of love, Mr X. And Mr X is, let's say he's emailing us from a casino in the L3 area. Okay. He says, keep me anonymous for pity's sake. Okay. Which is a, a great leap of trust he's made. Mm. Yeah. What I suggest, Mr X, is that you get a ringtone <laughs> that goes, Brand <laughs> of the show! <laughs> and then um, whoever is uh, the other devotee there will uh, will pick up yeah. on it and y you can develop some sort of secret handshake. But actually, I think we should possibly have some kind of secret show symbol that people can... Maybe they can just shout pig iron <laughs> unexpectedly or mortificado mm. or something like that. What about they have to wear black and white check trousers just this week? <laughs> <laughs> and a neckerchief. Someone's texting about that neckerchief. Why do they wear neckerchief? They don't want sweat to get on the offal. Oh, just have Botox in your neck then. That's what most people do. They can arrange it so that every room they walk into the deer hunter starts playing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be pushed. No. 
Not by Steve Hall in his, in his manipulative ways. Okay, well, anyth- anything else in uh, we've had, contact? We've had an absolutely charming email from Sarah, uh, who has said, long-time reader, first-time Sarah, writer. Sarah, Prices are down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Sarah says, I have just been given a two-hour drive-time slot on my student radio station. Oh, congratulations. Her first show is on Tuesday. She Do they says, drive, students? Well, they hitch. Hitch, <laughs> yeah. hitch time hitch show. Hitch time show. Bus time radio <laughs> yeah. station. She says, uh, to be honest, I'm, I, although I'm wildly excited about the situation, I'm also utterly terrified. I was wondering if you all still get nervous about the show or whether this constant nausea I am feeling will eventually subside. And then she goes on to say some praise, which I won't read out, but I thought mm. this is a charming PS. She says, thanks, Emily, for proving that women can be incredibly funny and oh. also be sexy. Oh. You're an inspiration for girls like me who oh. hope to achieve both. Oh. <laughs> That's lovely. I-, I couldn't do it without the support of you guys. <laughs> Oh, lovely. Would you like anyone else you'd like to thank? <laughs> no, I totally agree with that. Um, and as for the nerves before the show, um, I sometimes think it might be a better show if I did get nerves before the show. <laughs> um, I can only apologise to you that I don't. But sometimes I'm like, look, today I have a feeling about midday, I think, have I done the show? <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Still on these emails, Frank. Yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've had an email in from Jim. Dear Frank, Emily, and Alan. Oh God, sorry, Steve. I can't keep apologising. It's, it's fine. Thank you for your discussions about mares. Do you remember that, Frank? We discussed mares. I discuss mares more or less every day. Mm. It's, it's become something of an obsession with me. Yeah. Can we say, by the way, the cockerel is still filming on his on location. He is. <laughs> He's on L three. Doing some proper acting. Yeah. How's it going, his uh, sitcom? Oh, well, don't he... worry, we won't hear from him again. <laughs> he's, he's very Do you think much that's enjoy- it, Frank? He's enjoying it. Is that, is that all there is? Do you think it really, he's gone now? Have you had contact? I've had contact, yes. He's, uh, he's, he's having a lovely time. I think this, it's a shame, because as far as I'm aware, we're not allowed to sort of say too much about it, but it's a, a very exciting script-writing team. It's a very funny thing. The people involved are wonderful. So, <laughs> Well, let's wait and see, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that about lots of shows that haven't happened yet. I've heard they, I've said said it, it. They, they said it could be a new blue heaven. Really? Yes. Why can't we talk more about it? What oh. about what, when Shane 2 coming out? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> In case uh, new readers might not know that I had a, 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 a sitcom for ITV, the whole series was filmed, edited, <laughs> oh, fine. it was all ready to go, it. and it still hasn't gone. And that's yeah. how many years ago? About eight years well, ago. All I'm saying is get on to Dick Fiddy. Yeah, he's the man to talk to. D Fiddy, <laughs> Fiddy sense. Okay. Uh, Nevertheless, anyway, what what does um, Jim say? Yes, he says thank you for your discussions about mayors. It reminded me of when I was in infant school and our class teacher, Mrs. Howell, became mayor of. I apologise for mispronouncing this. Torfane sounds Welsh, doesn't it? Yeah. I'd completely forgotten about it. Fringe benefits were that one afternoon we got to go to the town hall and eat triangle sandwiches with mini Welsh flags oh, poked they in. eat a lot of that kind of thing. And don't worry, but Frank... They've always got... A, every mayor I've met has had a bit of something in his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> every mayor. Yeah. Is that, part, sm- is that sm- part of the bling? I think, I, I think it's salmon roulade. I think they <laughs> smell a bit of port as well. She wore complete bling-bling regalia... 
Even though only the local radio were there to interview her. Oh, oh. that's so heartbreaking. She's definitely my sa- second favourite mayor after Stuart Drummond. Google him. Peace and love, Jim. Well, Stuart Drummond, it's, not, it's a pub quiz question, Stuart Drummond. He's a football mascot. Yes, that's exactly it. He's, oh. he's Hartlepool's, he was Hangus the monkey. Oh, uh, yeah. So he was Hartlepool's. And then he, he stood as mayor as a joke and got in. Well, and, and then well, and the only way they could get rid of him as mayor was they abolished the position of mayor. He kept on winning the elections. Yeah. Well, I th- that thing about your teeth—the things you remember about your teeth. We had a teacher called Mister Orchard, and oh, I remember yeah. he, he, at a sports day, his girlfriend came. I hope he was a PE teacher. Uh, no, he was geography teacher. Oh, even better. And it, I remember he walked along, and he had his hands folded behind his back, <laughs> but his index finger—that's that, what you call your first finger. Yeah. He, he had his hands folded, but he just had that <laughs> finger sticking out, and his girlfriend <laughs> held on to that. Oh, wow. as she I walked around. that. Yeah, because we we simulated it and that and drew it on on for years afterwards. I'd never seen anyone hold hands just with just clutch my extended fingers. What about when I got? Oh, sorry, I was going to say I got all my teachers to sign my autograph book (coughs) because I thought they were like celebrities. So they were next to Kenneth Williams. Oh, yeah, I remember. And Yehudi Menuhin. I know someone who got, who got all the dinner ladies all together. <laughs> and, and a lot of them weren't declaring their earnings. <laughs> <laughs> they were taking, taking quite a risk. I just, um, I just took a, a whisker sample from each one. It's mm. <laughs> a shame for, for teachers that, you know, you'd think, oh, there's nothing much that they could mock me for. I'm a nice teacher, I'm a good bloke. <laughs> Unaware that the rogue index finger has ruined him. Yeah, that wasn't exactly true of Mr Orchard. I think we, um, we, he was so um, cheeked by the kids that he gave up teaching altogether in the end. If you're listening, Mr Orchard, sorry about that. Um, but that is, that's it's not the like price. you've got a recognisable name or anything, so don't worry. <laughs> it's the price of being ridiculous. Um, anyway, Mark, Mark Crossley is uh, next. And um, you know what? If the, uh, it's been lovely. Thanks for listening. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. OK, now get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.